previously on Libel the Bible. We discuss how wind is a greater threat to our way of life than all the drag queen story hours combined. Without any evidence or logic, we posit the theory that wind turbines are a secret plot to control our brains. Trump's indicted. Melania Trump's plastic surgeries and her permanent scowl. Saul's son has a dick swing contest with the Philistines. Literally and figuratively, Saul invents rules no one asked for. Samuel berates Saul for making up rules. Saul's son sticks his pole in honey. Saul invents more rules no one asked for. Yahweh and Samuel have a conference call and decide to recall Saul. David, a lithe young farm boy with a knack for playing the lyre, is chosen as the new Israelite king. And now, episode 77 of Libel the Bible. And we're bringing you some NPR energy here. We're just Scott. We're just pondering our own, like, how many years we have lived on this planet. But I'd like to mention that I am uh, too sweet to be sour, okay? I don't know if I use that one. (laughs) My stuff's not sinking, right? And my Uh, pork's low main. (laughs) What? I don't know. So may I just say to the audience that Rusty has really got a full spectrum of, like, a... like um, energy level since he's, he's since he's arrived. Well, I showed up pretty fucking pissed off. Like I was not in a good mood when I arrived today. Was it because of traffic? Was no, it driving? no. I know that, yeah, just okay. even before traffic, I was just fucking pissy and just um, every thought in my head was just about like shit that would get me even more agitated. You know, it's usually a, it's usually a terrible spiral you get into when you. Well, I mean, I knew it. I recognized it as I was doing it, but I wanted to, like, wind myself up and continue to be pissed off. Is it because you feel dead inside sometimes and you really wanted to feel? So you just you had to fuel whatever emotion you felt and you just had to pile on? It's funny. That's a song by Muse. No way. Called Dead Inside. No way. It's a great song. Is it, um, is it along the lines of what I just described? It's about like being like dead inside, <laughs> not feeling anything. Oh, um, so the title wasn't being, you know, clever. Yeah. And it was like one of Noah's like first favorite songs. Whenever Dead Inside would come on, it would come on YouTube. Like there'd be like a YouTube playlist and the video would come on. And the video was like these two avant garde dancers dancing like in black and white, like in a warehouse. And it's like all like chalk on the floor. And the song's playing, and he would, like, perk up, and, like, that's, like, his first favorite song. Hmm. Um, and while I was t- <laughs> while I was telling you that story, <laughs> I was thinking about how much better of a show we had the 20 minutes before we went on the air than, like, what we've started with. Yeah, I did say, uh, you know, this is the stuff we should be recording. Yeah. We shouldn't be wasting our idle yeah. conversation. What were we on. talking about? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's recreate it. Can we recreate the magic? No, no. We no, can't. No. It's too forced. No. I was telling you there's someone I definitely want to go off on. Yeah, you came over in a bad mood, and you're like, yo, I'm going to go off on somebody. Yeah. And then you said you wouldn't tell me what it was about until we got on the air. No. So I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fucking go off. All right. All right. Um, is it somebody I know? No. I'll tell you who this person is. Right. But before we do that, right. I just want to quickly mention to everybody, 
um, I have started to curate our YouTube channel. Mm. So anyone who's listening, you can go to youtube.com, just search Libel the Bible, and go to our page. If you can subscribe, it's like the easiest thing in the world to do, right? Just click subscribe. I'm not even asking anybody like, watch the videos. Right. Just subscribe. Yeah. Um, I have begun to curate the page, and what you will find is um, individual playlists for each book. So far, I've uploaded the first five books. Um, all the other books are being uploaded. There's a name for that, right? Yeah, what is it? The first five books? The Pentatush or something? <laughs> the Pentatush. <laughs> yeah, the Pentatush. Uh, the Torah, the Pentatush, the Pentateuch, like whatever your dialect uh, says. You so, can push, push the tush. Yes. Uh, push it. Push it real good. Yeah. Push it. Oh, come on, man. You, it real you missed good. it. Just, God damn it, Scott. I was just staring blankly at you. Like, Hit you up. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, that was like the original TLC, Salt and Pepper. Oh, okay. You don't know Salt and Pepper? Of course I know Salt and Pepper. They're more a rap group than a TLC type group. They were like the original TLC, I would say. You would say, yes. (laughs) You disagree with that? I disagree with that, man. So, the YouTube channel, um, it's broken up into playlists of the books, but there's also one playlist that has all of the episodes in it and that's a podcast playlist so like there's an actual like setting just like regular playlist or podcast playlist so with that you can also actually now listen to us on youtube music so if you have youtube music they have Mm -hmm. a podcast section we now show up uh, but it, it plays like our youtube uploads like it doesn't play our rss audio oh which i'm sure everyone in the audience is very concerned about yeah very um, (laughs) so you can't rss to youtube it's not like a feature that they not for podcasts not for anything i don't think so yeah so go check out our youtube channel um if you're at home you know and you're not embarrassed to listen to us in front of people or whatever or scared you know you could play it through your tv if you've got like roku if you've got um apple tv if you've got like anything that has youtube on it you can play our episodes now through your TV on YouTube. Uh, see what that's like. You know, if you're doing shit around the house, whatever the fuck our audience does. If you're cleaning your guns, you know, I'm about to go and shoot a turkey. Eehaw, but first, I got to clean my rifle. I got to blast me a case of Bud Light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're doing that. You know, throw on the show on the TV while you're cleaning your shit. Yeah, I do want to point out that seriously, like, like some people would probably maybe afraid to listen to this in the in the environments they're in. Man, there's, you know, there's no safe space, man. I mean, make sure you're in a safe space. A lot of the feedback that we get is definitely from people who live. It's like Walking Dead, except instead of zombies, it's like evangelicals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like our fucking heroes are like Rick and like the whole crew of atheists, you know, just trying to avoid the zombies. Yeah, that'd make a great video game. 
<laughs> like, like uh, that is pretty good. You should uh, reach out to that organization, Ron Reagan Juniors. F F F F F F F. Can they come up with a more like ridiculous acronym? Even the R in the F F R F. It seems like weird. It's just weird. Yeah. I feel like every time, like, I want to take a sip of water, there's dead air, Scott. What's going on? Yeah, there is. Because I think we both reached, like, you went for your water the same time I went for my wine. Uh, so I think, like, it was like a natural pause in the conversation, and we both went for it. True. Okay. So, uh, but you pointed out, I have right. nothing to add, man. I'm just going to sit here. You're just going <laughs> to bounce it off me, man. All right. So, what are you sitting on, man? What are you sitting on right now? I'm. S- oh, shit. Scott wants to talk about <laughs> the new chair in the room. So we have two shitty chairs. I got a new shitty chair, and Rusty's now trying it out. And yes, for anyone who's asking the question, somebody I knew was throwing it out. <laughs> so I, I'm super comfortable in it. Yeah, I, I, like okay. the back is nice and stiff, so it doesn't like I'm not like going back and forth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's got like armrests. That's always good. You know, the, like right, good posture. Nice. Yeah, like all these chairs don't have like armrests, man. That's like huge. Yeah, I didn't realize that until you just pointed it out. Yeah, okay. they don't. So, all right, I think I'm going to get rid of the one I'm sitting on and keep the squeaky chair, the second new one. So this is the oldest of the chairs. I think we're going to get rid of the oldest of the chairs. This one that keeps sinking every time you sit in it. I mean, you can take some of that Patreon money and fucking buy yourself a uh, chair. You know what? I don't think we. I don't think we. I don't think I've earned it yet, man. I'd rather no? lash myself in the back. I think you've earned it. Punish myself a I little more. I think you've earned a chair. All right, thanks, man. So give me that chair, man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. so let's get to some feedback that we've recently received. You got some feedback? Out of the blue, someone that... Great song by Deborah Gibson. Out of the blue, can you sing it? Uh, out of the blue? I don't know, I can't sing it. Okay. <laughs> so, Deborah Gibson, Debbie, I'm sure everyone... Debbie, Debbie Gibson, Gibson. okay. Everyone in our audience knows who that is. Anybody who goes to a mall probably seen it, yeah. This is the problem, Sorry, Scott. man. Sorry, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm trying to attract 18-year-olds. Right. <laughs> You've mentioned that. Wait, I don't like that. I didn't like the way that sounded. I'm yeah. trying to get a younger audience, all right? Younger than 18? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yo, man, just go into, just go into the feedback, man. <clears throat> Out of the blue, I got messaged by someone... Um, that I know, and this person was like, "Hey, I um I am listening to like your latest episode." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, you've been listening?" And he was like, "No, like I haven't been listening, but I just I I wanted to see like where you guys are at now, you know, like what oh, kind of somebody you had you had a past relationship with, what kind of progress you made." So this is just someone. I have people that listen that might know. I just, I don't want to bring up any names. Fair enough. All right. I'm big on not name dropping, man. So the person reached out to me and told me that he's listening to our episode. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it was like radio silence. So I was like. Comments to follow. Like, what the hell? So I was like, you're just going to leave this pregnant comment out there? You know, like. You should know better. And I explained to him why he should know better. There's like a reason that he should like not say something like that and just like not comment on it. But it was like joking. It wasn't like a serious stern thing. Anyway, so he responded, you know, something about, 
is it like when someone like goes, "Oh, I'm in the hospital again." Like no, on Facebook no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't listening like straight through. He's like doing it while like running errands. So okay. he was like, he planned on like continuing like later after dinner when he's like cleaning up and doing dishes and all that. So then we get to his response. Okay, you ready? I'm gonna read it. I'm ready. I finished the episode. So I so this is what he had said originally. He said, I thought I'd check in on your most recent to see how it's been honed mm-hmm. since your inception. So he, he obviously so that was his original on. comment. Okay. So I said, you're just gonna leave this pregnant comment out there. Okay. So that was the premise. He wants to see how we've honed it okay. since its inception. Okay. What kind of critique do you expect? Like, do, do you even know, like, what kind of critique you could expect? I would expect, not knowing the person or, like, the, any history, I would expect... Not even, he, like, anything... I'm sorry, let me be more specific. I'm not asking for anything specific. Like, what are the categories for, like, what would, what would be critiqued? Well, based on what I know, when he says, I want to see how far, like, the, the stuff's been honed, he's obviously listened to a early on episode i have to assume that okay yes so he's going to comment probably on, several early on episodes yeah, maybe so he's going to comment on our sound quality he's going to comment on our editing uh he's going to comment on our my scott's reading ability or lack thereof <laughs> how far it's come or hasn't come um he's going to you know he's going to comment on the content there's a lot of stuff he can comment on okay so he i'm assuming he i said he i probably should i understand because right. you're from a patriarchy. Yeah. So like when you talk, it's always like you're assigning like men to it. I get it. So I don't know what Zay are going to say. Okay. So here's what they said. I finished the episode. Since you said you didn't get any feedback, I have a few thoughts to share. Okay. Liking it so far. All right. One, even there. Like, yes, I complain about feedback on the show. And yes, I want feedback. Mm -hmm. But yes, I also play like a caricature, like an id version of myself. I'm like, I'm pulling back the curtain now. Like when I'm like going off on like rants, you know, like, yes, of course, sometimes like I'm angry and I'm ranting, but a lot of times I'm... It's like an affect where it's like it's a performance. I, I feel like you're already kind of aggravated at the feedback you're getting from this guy. Oh, it aggravated me. Because I, I don't think that's I don't think you should be aggravated yet, man. You I, have commented whether whether it was a, a character you were playing or and some of it was serious. We we have been asking for feedback. All right. We have been asking for feedback. All right. So I think you're being a little harsh on okay. the feedback already. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, man. All right. One. <laughs> I want some feedback. All right. One, you hypothesize that rednecks are listening to your podcast and then basically just insult them. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If, in fact, they are your audience, insulting them isn't likely to increase your listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I I can see why you'd be angry at that. Uh But I'm like, hmm, this sounds like something I tell Rusty every time he starts insulting our listeners. So so far, okay, all right. You keep being mad at this guy. A podcast I listened to a lot, especially when they were first starting, 
encourage their listeners to leave a review at the end of each episode. I looked at all 11 of your reviews on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> all 11? Now I don't like them. I got to say, 11 for a show of our size is not a terrible number of reviews because I've looked at how many reviews are left for like bigger shows. Mm. It's not that many. People like people do not fucking review podcasts. Yeah, all right. Um, a podcast I listen to a lot, especially when they were first starting, encouraged their listeners to leave a review at the end of each episode. I looked at all 11 of your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is probably the most likely place people would leave a review, which I only admit begrudgingly. All right, so he's saying Apple Podcasts is where reviews will be left because Apple Podcasts are the most... It's the most listened to podcast He's platform. He's assuming that that's where we're getting most of our listens from. Oh, okay. That's not true, though. Correct. But he doesn't know. We have many more reviews on Spotify. Right. He's an Apple ecosystem kind of guy. so he. But probably... they've come in the form of stars. There's no, on, on Spotify, there's no, like, comment review. And those aren't real fucking reviews, man. But we, Fuck stars. you can go and look at our review on Spotify, we're at 4.9 out of 18 reviews. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, listen, it's nice, but I prefer for words. Sh- again, for, for a show of our size, you would be surprised how few like reviews people leave on podcasts. All right, so now you're mad at him for being part of the Apple ecosystem, assuming that's where no, people I'm listen to the No, I'm not mad at him. No, I'm not mad. First of all, I'm not mad at him. I just right. think his review... Is shallow. <laughs> I don't. I think, I think because it's so far he's not. He's not critique. He's not. Do you remember the original thing that he said? What was the reason for him reaching out? Because you asked for feedback. No, I thought I check. No, and check the check how we've honed the episode. Uh, he reached out to me. Yeah, right. Keep reading it, man. Keep reading it, man. I thought I check in on your most recent. To see how it's been honed since your inception. Okay. Okay. So when we started this conversation, I asked you, what would you expect to hear? And you said sound quality. You said like reading. You said like a whole bunch of like technical shit. Like how have we honed, right? Right. He's not critiquing any of that. Well, he hasn't gotten there yet. Well, you're also, you also understand I'm reacting. He's telling, he's telling me what his personal tastes are. And I appreciate personal tastes. I told him at the end of this, I was like, thank you. It doesn't sound like we're like, you know, your type of podcast. This is this is what I want to do. He wants us to do a different kind of podcast. I'm, we're, I'm not even close to like being done with it. You're defending him reflexively, reflexively. You've gone into this reflexively defending him because you're trying to be like a foil to me. But all it's doing is aggravating I me now. I hear that. I hear it. And you're not letting me stop you. I want you to be genuine. If you're genuinely saying these things, then I can accept you're them. You're going to feel dumb now by not letting me speak. Go ahead. Because I'm commenting on his feedback line by line where you have already read the whole thing. You know the ending. So you have emotionally invested... In, like, you know the whole story. I'm only commenting line by line. At the end, perhaps I feel the same way and I will attempt to foil you. But right now, nothing he said has bothered me in the least. All right. 
So go on. <laughs> Drats foiled again. <laughs> Almost all of the feedback that I have received, uh-huh. I've received over like two years, like a decent amount of like random, like people reaching out to me, whether it's through private messages on Reddit, whether it's through messages on Twitter, whatever. I've sent you these messages on Facebook. Mm-hmm. When people reach out, a lot of times their story is the same. They live like in rednecky places, right? So they know I'm not making fun of them. They know who I'm making fun yeah, of. Their families, their friends. <laughs> Whatever. Their coworkers. Whatever. That's not who I'm looking. I'm not looking for that audience. Fair enough. Let's continue. That's with- not an audience I'm looking for. Let's continue with his feedback, man. And I will reserve judgment. So it's, you don't understand, this is patronizing. It's condescending. It's almost like I haven't thought through my art and like how I want to express it comedically. Like I haven't thought it through. It's arrogant. Okay. It's arrogant and paternalistic. And this guy has had conversations with me and he should fucking know better because I ain't the fucking one. All right. So, again, there's a lot of history here and there's a lot of things that I'm not aware of. So I can't comment. And like, I... There's no history. It's just it's a paternalistic like attitude. Like give me feedback on my podcast, not like a fucking, you know, your whole philosophy of everything so hold on wait 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 wait. no you can't do that man he hasn't given a philosophy on everything the only thing i've heard him say critique was Mm -hmm. you're making fun of the audience you think you have and if he has not listened (laughs) that's all i've heard so far all right when you put it that way i guess all right but i'm thinking maybe he hasn't listened to 76 episodes you ready Uh, yeah all right Right, that's another thing. Like, he's not in on, like, he's not in the fucking family. He's not in on the jokes. You know what I mean? Which I I told him that also. Uh, All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. A podcast I listen to a lot, especially when they were first starting, encouraged their listeners to leave a review at the end of each episode. I looked at all 11 of your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is probably the most likely place people would leave a review which I only admit begrudgingly, and one compared you to Car Talk, which I found mostly accurate. <laughs> which he found, mo- it was a, a fucking really good review where the guy was like, you know, I found like this great show. They sound like, um, they're like the Car Talk guys. And Car Talk was like a very popular like Is that the podcast he's referring show. to? No. Oh no, Car Talk is, a, you said an NPR show? Yes. Oh, okay, all right, go on. So, he he like mentions that we are compared to car talk and then he finishes it with which i found mostly accurate okay like why would he even have to say that which he found mostly accurate and who's Just comparing us to why car talk why say anything he's comparing us to car talk someone left the review oh okay Sorry. and in the review they compared us to car talk okay. all right so let's move along They used to do puzzlers and give away hats. So maybe if you offer your listeners something in exchange for leaving a review, 
you might get more feedback. Hey guys, if you give us feedback, we'll send you $10. Like, what is he talking about? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, Go ahead. man, he's not, he's not out of, see, again, not out of his mind. Okay. We could enter the next 100 people that leave a review, uh-huh. a raffle, to get that fucking chair I'm about to throw out. We can send them the fucking chair. Like, you'll do a random drawing of all the people that leave a review and send one lucky listener... A sticker or a real email from the real Rusty or Scott or whatever. It doesn't have to cost you anything. Just a little incentive for your listeners to leave a review. You want to do this? Do I want to do this by comment on it or do do we want to do like like a feedback giveaway? No. Do you want to take his advice? Um, I don't think it's crazy. I don't want to take his advice, though. Okay. I, and I don't want to buy our. I don't okay. want to buy our listeners, but it's not a. It's not a terrible idea on its face. But just to be clear, you don't think it's a good idea. We're not going to do it. If you thought it was a good idea, <laughs> you would do it. It's I, either a good idea or it's not a good idea. It might be a good idea for another show. I was going to say, Paul Abdul might say, you know, it's just not right for this show. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay. But on this, you know what? Now I might think about it, man. Thank you. You know what? Oh, you know what? <laughs> right. I, I'll send a personal email out to say thank you. Not from the real Scott, though. That leads to my next idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've done this already, but I think you should have guests on your show from time to time. A call to a fan, an explanation from a pizza expert, a scientist who studies people that drink black coffee, and quick interview of someone on the street. I've, I've talked about this. I've mentioned this. I've, mm-hmm. I thought that'd be, that that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. How are we to implement it? How we go about it? Who we're actually inviting the show? Like It's something we could think about. I don't. I can't answer yes, we could do it in such a fashion. It would require different I can answer that immediately you because it's it. something that I've thought about since day one. Oh, all right. And you've rejected it since day one? It would be like a synergy kind of thing where we would like guest with like other people who have similar type shows other atheist mm. shows mm. I, w- but I, w- I would also be I wouldn't interview a guy about pizza or black coffee because what the fuck do I care about it or because I made a comment about it because I made a joke about it I get his point but he is critique he's critiquing the show to a level at which he can't critique it because he's listened to one episode okay okay All right. If it's, I may. it's a very long critique. He listened to one episode. Okay. All right. I wouldn't mind a third microphone in here once in a while. We'll bring a rando in. <laughs> Get under the desk. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. Who's under the desk? The rando or me? What are you talking about? I think 29 minutes is a long time to wait before you get into any conversation about the Bible. Some podcasts are only 29 minutes long. I think you should save the conversation for the end or make it less than seven minutes. It's funny because at this point, we are very far into the show. Hmm. But this is a comment I've made myself. Okay. In the beginning, 
you had a, a time limit, right? You had a set time limit yeah. for how you wanted to do the show. And how do you feel about a time limit now? It needs to be more organic, but sometimes when I am listening to the show episodes, and I am quite a few episodes behind, I have said, I think we should still jump into the Bible earlier. And we continue with our banter and silly stories, but mm -hmm. we, can, we can disperse it throughout the entire podcast. Right. So that's why you listen. So you listen back to the podcast, and then you're like, all right, we needed to cut down on the banter because... That doesn't mean we needed to shorten the banter. It means in that episode, we should not have carried on. But through that listening, we learn and adapt. And if we do banter, it's because we have things that we are talking about. Like if you listen to the last like four or five episodes, they're not bad. You know, like mm -hmm. and even like the banter that's like we move off of it really quickly. Like we are recognizing what's working and what's not working. You know what I mean? All right, let's hear some more. But also, it's the feeling that you and I have after we're done sitting across from one another recording this, right? Like the episodes have felt good and fun to record. Yeah. People can't see or hear you nodding your head. <laughs> you have to speak into the microphone. Yes, yes Ross, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. We should switch to video once in a while. We're going to get right back to the show. But before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition... We'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libel to Bible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show. I think spectrums... Oh, so now he's going to go into... Don't give me... No, 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 don't give me your fucking... Do not give me your already analyzed synopsis of what he's going to say. Say what he said. I'm Let giving me. you context. You might not understand the context. The audience won't understand. It's the understand next the... sentence. It's okay. the next sentence. So I'm going gonna, gonna to tell the audience. Okay. So uh, we had a conversation. I brought up a teacher who had the trans flag in her mm -hmm. classroom destroyed. Okay. Mm -hmm. He says, I think spectrums are generally established by science, i.e., Spectrum of light or radio frequencies, etc. Given the that science is constantly making corrections when new, better information is available, it's understandable that even a spectrum could be expanded upon. So your argument about spectrums doesn't hold much water for me. So my argument was, the spectrum is literally the range of colors. So, so you're talking about your... Anger towards the enhanced pride flag. Correct. Right, okay. So he's teaching me what a spectrum means as if like I didn't understand what it means. You know what I'm saying? He's again, he's being condescending unnecessarily. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe you know? I'm feeling you a little on this one. All right. Like he could say to me, he can give me reasons why they added, you know, the different colors. But I would just say this. The spectrum, which is what the fuck it's called. It's called the spectrum. Go look it up. Okay, but the flag, Open up any fucking dictionary. Is, that flag is not called the spectrum, though. It's the pride flag. It's the, Yes, but the pride flag is the spectrum of colors. 
That's what it was, and man. Then, okay, so the whole thing is this. That represents everything. All-inclusive. That's the point. It's all-inclusive. It doesn't matter what you are. And no fucking color was assigned to any... Like, red wasn't lesbian. You know what I'm saying? It was everyone. But now they've fucking placed this on top of that. We've had this argument saying, before. Yeah, listen, we've had, we've, we've had this discussion. So okay. Tuning, right. So that's my point. What else has he got, man? Reheating pizza doesn't necessarily mean it's going to burn more. He's going. All right, to, now, now I got a problem with this. He's, he's, <laughs> no, he's on. He's on your side. Oh, all right. I was just, I was yeah. just kidding. I, was just, I jumped the gun there. Jumped he's the gun. like, yeah. you totally should have like gone off. Gotcha. Oh, all right. This guy's all right. Reheating pizza doesn't necessarily mean it's going to burn more than it already has. I understand your co-host's disinterest in having old crappy pizza. But his assertion that it, it <laughs> that it already burned meant reheating it would only make it worse doesn't make sense. It's, yeah. He's this is the feedback <laughs> he's giving. All right, it's, he's interacting with this man. Go ahead, go ahead. And you know what? Fair enough. The, it probably maybe wouldn't burn more. It just be it would just, it would just be hotter. It would be more warmed up. The si- shit. But that wasn't the point. The right, point was the point. like the anger and this and that. You know mm. what I mean? And like right. situational aware, whatever. All right. That was what the conversation was really about. <laughs> I mean, if you're a human being with emotions and feelings, he goes on. <laughs> the size of the pride flag matters to your audience. I believe Scott's question wasn't aimed at making an important distinction about size, but to help paint the picture for your audience. So you had asked how big the pride flag was that got like destroyed. And I was like, I didn't know. So I was like, it doesn't matter. So he's like, it does matter. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Scott. If a teacher showed up to the classroom with a coffee mug and it was like a little uh, swastika, it was a black coffee mug, and there was a little swastika yeah. on the coffee, like a little one. Would it matter any more or less than if the teacher hung like a eight by eleven swastika poster up? Well, Russ, I is there to, a difference? I had to disagree with you equating the swastika to the pride flag. Uh, I don't know okay. why you're doing that, man. <laughs> but no, dude, I don't. I don't. I think that's a false equivalency, man. That's a symbol of hate, and the pride flag is not a symbol of hate. It's never been seen as a symbol of hate. It's a false so, equivalency. Okay. So, it's political ideology. It boiled down. If you're going wait, 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 to I'm argue so, I'm First I'm Amendment, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not arguing First Amendment, man. I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm arguing hate and love, man. And now you're making a reductive Take that argument. Shit to the courts. Now you're making a reductive argument. All right. Symbol is a symbol. No, it's not. All right, Scott. I know you I know you're very passionate about your symbols. I know symbol you're a symbol man. <laughs> All right. yeah. The size of the pride flag matters to your audience. I believe. Do you think one person in the audience spent their week thinking about... I hope so. All right. You don't think they would have just gone... If they were that concerned, gone out and like Googled the story and like read about it? I don't know what they would do. 
because yeah. they don't feed back much. <laughs> and this is why they don't feed back, by the way. Because they're a bunch of yokels cleaning their gun. They're too busy. Yeehaw! We use uh. the newspaper to stuff it down the barrel. <laughs> That's how you clean it, right? You're a gun owner. Look at that. I just got my, my new license. Yesterday. Nice. Uh, yeah. When's the last time you've gone shooting? I don't know, years ago. Yeah, we're like, can you use two, two guns at once at the range? I, can't, I don't see why not. <laughs> and like pick them up in the air like fucking, Root you know. Yeah, like. That would be cool. Yeah. All right. The size of the pride flag matters to your audience. I believe Scott's question wasn't aimed at making an important distinction about size, but to help paint the picture for your audience. I, too, was wondering what I was supposed to envision. Was it a little cardboard flag on a toothpick? Was it a bumper sticker slapped around the base? It's not the size is relevant to the story, but that it's a piece of the setting. The more clear that setting is, the easier it is for your audience to follow along. Yeah. yeah. Be more descriptive, man. Might also be worthwhile to have a fact checker, third host, whose job is just to find out what Google says when you guys have questions, et cetera. On our website, uh, Anonymous uh, Feedback Guy, um, we did have a uh, fact check site uh, section, usually for when Rusty spews a lot of stuff and we have fact checked him. And for the most part, he's pretty accurate. Um, so we actually do that, but it's not in real time, obviously. It's when I get around to it. You get around. We should have, we should have like a we should have a we should make an entire episode of like a, like, a, like a mailbag episode. Like we re, like the whole episode is feedback because you know this is going pretty long, man. We're gonna miss Davy and Goliath if we keep it up. <laughs> Davy and Goliath. <laughs> Sorry, Goliath. But go on, go on. Let's hear him some more. So that was it. So that was his like whole critique. Yeah. And again, if you look at the words, yes, they're they're disconnected from human emotion. <laughs> Okay, wow. like they're they're very very like fucking technical, but about what? It's about like his personal tastes and opinions about like things that have nothing to do with the core like structure or elements of the actual show. Like the feedback that he gives isn't really valuable. Like, it's basically saying, I don't like your show, which is fine. Just say that, you know what I mean? I, I did not walk away with that, that he didn't like the show. I think he found ways that he feels that we could improve it. And and I don't, I don't think he... I'm not saying he'll ever listen again. Well, he probably won't after this fucking episode. Look, here's the thing. When I say he didn't like the show, right? It's not binary. It doesn't necessarily mean he disliked it. Okay? Mm -hmm. There's a spectrum in between like and dislike. And I'm saying he's on the he's on that portion of the spectrum where like he's not he just it's not a show for him. It's not what he it's not like he hates it, like he's not like repelled by it. He's just not gonna listen to it because it's not his thing. I don't know. I don't know. He had he he wanted to discuss the topics we discussed. He wanted to talk about the pizza, he wanted to talk about the flag. He wanted to talk about shit we talked about, man. He's a conversations, man. <laughs> if we did all the things he suggested, if we took it all under advisement, this would be a regimented operation, all right, where we would be following a strict set of guidelines. Yo, man, I don't want to go to the next, like, staff meeting with you, man. 
Because I'll be in there like, all right, guys, give me ideas. And you'll walk in a few minutes later, yo, fuck the ideas. This is what we're doing. Yo, man, not every idea is going to be a good idea, but at least there are ideas, That's how man. you think I would roll. Yeah, you think you I just, like, yeah. storm in and, like... Yeah. Push everybody's papers off their f- in front of them onto, onto the floor. Right. This is bullshit. Yeah, we're doing it my way. My way or the highway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. So, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> I just spent, you know, like 25 minutes uh, venting. Yeah. On this poor guy that actually called, took, heated the call to feedback. Look, we've spent a lot of time on this, so I'm not really going to recap it. Yeah, we won't. We won't. But throughout that entirety, I said what I said, like, and my rationale for it. You can piece it all together. It's all there. All right. That's fine. Maybe we edit out, like, the stuff we talked about before the mailbag, because that was probably nonsense compared to this. It's just superfluous unnecessary like well think about this think about what he's saying this look look. we we hyped up last week next week davy and goliath and you you even made the voice from the the claymation i mean we could cut this and like no we are not cutting the fucking feedback part you you were gonna you were gonna keep that part maybe the stuff before the feedback i don't know i don't know maybe like maybe just separate standalone like maybe we make this a patreon content (laughs) Why don't you write back to the guy? You want to hear what we have to say about your gun? <laughs> Let's your do that. Give us five bucks <laughs> and a chance to win a Let's chair. Let's do that. Let's put this on Patreon. Uh, all right. But can you, can you give him like a free listen? Can I give? No, no. I want everybody to hear this. I don't want just the Patreons to hear this. I want. I want to hear. I want everybody to hear this. We're forty minutes in. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. Man. See, we are going long. Yeah. All right. We'll have to think about this. We have a couple of days before it's got to hit the all streets. Right, man. You want to get into the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> What we're here for? I like the idea of a mailbag episode, man. What's a mailbag episode? Like we answer viewer mail. Like that's the whole episode. Oh. Uh-huh. Like the like we'll be on two chairs. That would be the, the shortest the episode ever. <laughs> well, the what's, way you, what's the episode? Yeah. The two people that send us <laughs> feedback and how you alienate them. I mean, I guess I could do like a collection over like, you know, our year and a half. Like we've got enough that we can do an episode on. Um Let's think about that. All right. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's continue to th- not think about it uh, while we're recording. Right. Right. So you want to get into the Bible, man? Let's do that. All right. <laughs> 1 Samuel 17. First Samuel 17. Remember you changed. Oh, shit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So those out there, open your Bibles to <laughs> First Samuel 17. Oh, subsequently in the conversation like after i told after i read it i basically told him if you want i could read like verbatim i thought we were moving on man you you hung up on this man go ahead man go ahead because we're gonna cop this out we're gonna make this a separate episode i think (laughs) i'm sorry it's all right am i making this about me well it wouldn't be you if it wasn't about you So, oh, so then I responded to him with um, some comments that were sent to us from listeners in the South, like thanking us for the show and like, yeah, like I sent them a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. We got it. All right. Then I said, other Southern patrons have left comments like on our page itself. I said, it's an inside joke on the show. You're listening to episode 75 or whatever, so you're not in on it. 
I do appreciate the thought you put into your advice for the content and format. It just sounds like this isn't the show for you, and that's cool. I mean, hmm. what? No, what? You're going to critique that fucking response? <laughs> Come on. You're such a scumbag. I'm not a scumbag, man. Yeah, you are. It's a... Yeah, this is obviously not the show for you because you differ in opinion from me. I literally. But, but no, but, but I'm wait, sorry, wait, 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 No, but, but no, that, no, but, no. But no. that's cool. No, 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 that's no. That's cool. I <laughs> am the author and I literally just read it in the tone that it was intended. So either you're sh- bullshit or I'm bullshit. <laughs> Are you saying I'm bullshit? I'm saying, is this the time we're start, supposed to start believing what comes out of your mouth? Scumbag. This is when it happens. What a scumbag. All right. So he responds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably true. But whether or not I become a regular listener doesn't mean your podcast can't be better. Ah, all right. What are you going to say about that? I say... I agree about the podcast being better. I just don't want to do the show you're looking for. So he says, what do you think would make it better? (laughs) So now he wants like this exchange, you know what I mean? Of like what I think, like I've discussed it. You know what I mean? It's, I'm not oblivious to what, you know, would make the show better. Like I'm constantly thinking about what would make the show better. I talk about it with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, the condescension and fucking patronizing tone. I it's know. like, I don't know who he's used to dealing with. I think. I Listen th- to me. <laughs> I don't know who he thinks he's used to dealing with. But I can only imagine that if this is how he deals with people in a daily fucking environment. Then he is not surrounded by people because it is fucking off putting. And I should know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking may, perhaps you, when you read his words, mm-hmm. you're reading them with an inflection that, you know, is, is a guesstimate at best. You don't know how he's really saying it, man. Words that, are cold. That's very true. However, maybe he should be a third person. Is he, is he, is he local? He's probably no. in the south. He's in the south. I'm not. No, he's not. I'm not going to say where he's. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So Mars. All right. Whatever. Let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to David and Goliath. <laughs> we have to find creative editing on this man because this is going to be a yeah. All right. Yeah. First Ooh. Samuel 17. David and Goliath. Go for it, man. Take your mind off what you've been reading. All right. So uh, David is uh, the new. What is a king? They're kings. He's the king, man. Yeah. So you know why Saul was recalled, right? Why he was recalled? Yeah, like what made Saul like a shitty king? I don't remember. Like what's the point of this book? I don't remember, man. Remember when he's kept making those dumb fucking rules? Yeah, that, is that why he got recalled though? Yo, man, all the rules are laid out. Yeah. Right? Like Yahweh has made all the rules. You can't make up, like, your own shit. So when he started making up shit, like, after the battle, no one's going to eat for, like, 12 hours. And then he made up the rule about, like, splitting up, like, them and his son and, like, drawing yeah, lots. Or, yeah. He kept making rules up. 
And it's like none of that shit. He was trying to lead. He was in an impossible position. Sure. Yeah. So you would have kept the, if you were Yahweh, you would have you would have kept them on. If I was Yahweh, I would, I would have moved to a different planet by now. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking people. Are you sure you're just not projecting from being uh, you in this podcast tonight <laughs> to Yahweh? Because <laughs> you look like you got like a foot out the door. You're like, I fucking cancel my plans for this bullshit. You're going you're gonna to turn your back and then turn back and it's going to be a straw person like sitting in the seat. I'm gone. Scott looks like he's going to a Jimmy Buffett concert tonight. Uh, yeah, it was kind of that kind of thing I was going to tonight, actually. Yeah. All right. David and Goliath. <laughs> The fuck is so funny? David and Goliath. You come and say that look like I'm going to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle. They were gathered at Sokach, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Sokach and Azekah in Ephesdamim. Saul and the Israelites gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah, and formed ranks against the Philistines. So are we like going back in time? Because like the last chapter ended with David was anointed, where he was just playing the leer for Saul. But it didn't really say David was the king, but I thought it made it like implicit that he was the king. Yeah, but they didn't tell him, right? That's what I thought we came to the conclusion we came to. They didn't actually tell him. It was weird. No, no, well, they didn't tell the previous king that David was now the king. Didn't like David they, got anointed, yeah, but all Saul over did, his face he yeah, got yeah. anointed, <laughs> and Saul wasn't told. That's what it was. It was like Bukaki level of anointment. Uh, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh shit! The Philistines stood on the mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath dun, dun, dun. of Gath. Oh, how come it's never Goliath of... I, I see. It's stupid. <laughs> God, say it. <laughs> like, say it. Let's say what? Say Goliath of Gath. Goliath of Gath. Yeah, it's yeah, stupid. stupid. It is stupid. Named Goliath of Gath, whose height was four cubits and a span. What's a cubit? Do you remember? Uh, wasn't right, you don't. forearm to the, he's to the big. middle finger, wasn't Nah, it? nah, he's big. He had a helmet of, he's four cubits. Wasn't four cubits only from the four, the elbow to the middle finger? So you think four of those is going to be like That's a big man? Height. I'm taller yeah, than that. Nah, so it's But I was short back then. That's right. They probably, it's different eras. You know what I mean? A cubit, like when this was written, is different than a cubit when fucking whatever. Four cubits in a span. Maybe a span is 400 feet. First Samuel 17, verse 5. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I clicked on the footnote, whose height was four cubits in a span. You click on the footnote, and it says six. That was four or six. I don't know. And what's a span? A span could be like a huge, like, you know what I mean? You know what would be cool? Someone should have suggested, like, we have a third-person fact-checking in real time. That would be a good fucking <laughs> idea right now. <laughs> All right. But then there wouldn't be this banter, Scott. Right. People are here for the banter. All right. What do you think people are listening for? I don't know. I they don't know either. <laughs> but I guarantee you, it's not our opinions about the Bible. Yeah, I think it is. Part of it, anyway. <laughs> so, But this is all part of it. Yeah. This is the charm. This is the charm. All right, man. <laughs> all right. 
1 Samuel 17, verse 5. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. He had greaves of bronze on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and his shield bear went before him. They described them the exact same way when Indiana Jones turns around in the marketplace yeah, and he's yeah. standing and he sees that guy swinging that massive fucking yeah. sword back and forth. It, like, it looks all fucking impressive. Yeah. I just wanted to... I, a shekel. We don't, we don't know what a shekel is, right? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a coin. It's a coin. Sure. So anything that weighs 5,000 of any coins, it's that shit weighs heavy. a ton. Yeah. This dude's diesel. Yeah. And it's not just that you can carry around the weight of the armor. And everything, you also have to be able to battle with this armor on. So you gotta. He's gotta be mobile yeah, he's and move be, and guy, fucking yeah, crazy. man. Yo, there's nobody that can defeat a guy like this. Fucking fighting back then was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you had fucking hand to hand combat. I want to know how big the shield bearer was. Like, is he really struggling with his shield, or is he also a big dude? I gotta, they don't mention the size of their shield, but I gotta figure their shield's pretty big too. Yeah. That's why you're a good co-host, Scott. You think of these things. Like, I would never think of these things. You're too busy steaming over the feedback you got. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to move on, Scott. I'm trying to push it down and just move on. Sorry, man. All right. Where were we? Verse 8. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, Today I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. He sounds like a terrifying dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how he says, if you kill me, we'll be your servants. Well, you'll be dead. You won't be nothing. So what the hell, man? That's not a deal. You can't make we'll that be dead. deal. David will be, uh, Goliath will be dead. He's like, if you kill me, we'll be your servants. Yeah. And everybody's like, you'll be dead, yo, motherfucker. He's willing to die in battle. I guess, man. He's probably all for Baal. And Baal's like, yo, if you die for me, you know. And if I'm thinking, he's throwing are out a thinking, deal. Are you thinking, Scott? I'm th- he's throwing are you out, thinking, he's Scott, or are you out, reacting? He's throwing out a deal here. One-on-one combat will mm-hmm. decide mm-hmm. The, the course of history. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at a dude that's like 14 cubits in a span... <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. I'm sending a hundred dudes. I'm yeah. not taking this deal. Why would the why would the Israelites even take this deal? Yeah. So in uh you know the Battle of Troy, fucking Achilles, who's like the greatest warrior ever, half god and half like human, he fucking challenges 
uh, not Paris. I forgot who who the fucking guy from uh, Troy was. But doesn't matter. Hilton. He, he challenges. <laughs> he challenges that guy to like a one on one. Oh no, that guy challenges fucking Achilles to a one on one, and fucking the Greek fleet has to turn back, and they fucking battle, and fucking of course Achilles fucking kills him. Hector. Achilles killed Hector. Oh. I so this is like the exact same fucking thing. So. It's funny that I brought up the Indiana Jones scene because fucking as impressive as that guy with the sword was when Indy turned around, he was like all scared. And then he realized like he's got the advantage and he pulled out his gun and he just shot him. Yo, man, Saul needs to send his archers and shoot that fucking motherfucker. Yeah, right in the heel. If you're in the trenches, you don't fucking pop your head out. You don't, like, look down fucking no man's land? Yeah. All right. Uh, so while you were doing that, I was Googling um, how tall was Goliath. While I was doing that? Yeah. Talking to the audience? <laughs> talking, to, talking to me and Talking to you. Yeah. Nine feet, nine inches. Seems to be a... And then somebody said ten feet, three inches. Um, okay. So, so like, yeah, he's, he's a, a ridiculous big, size yeah, that, like, he, no human can yeah, ever he, be. He's a monster. Okay. Yeah, he's a... He's a He's like a uh, Andre the Giant, but like not the cool Andre the Giant that we always say Andre the Giant was always like yeah, a gentleman yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. This was not that version. It's like the bizarro Andre the Giant. Big guy. Big, big guy. Big guy. Big big guy with a fucking attitude. You know, he probably didn't even want this fucking role. He's like, yo, I was just born big, man. Why do I got to be this dude? Why can't I go frolic with a liar? Like a leer. I mean, he's I mean? faking it till he makes it, though, because yeah. he seems really intent. Yeah. And you know what? His whole life, he's probably had guys that tried to like beat him up, right? Like, they always want to pick on the big guy. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not after he crushes his I don't mind think him. so. He's probably crushed so many people. He's sick of crushing people. Now, David was the son of an oh, here we go. <laughs> Ephrathite of Bethlehem in Judah named Jesse, who had eight sons. In the days of Saul, the man was already old and advanced in years. The three eldest sons of Jesse had followed Saul to the battle. Hey, what's going on here? The names of his three sons who went to battle were Eliab the firstborn, and next to him, Abinadab, and the third, Shema. Awful names. Yeah, just, <laughs> they yeah. had to be picked up. Even on. for the time, right? Yeah. In a world where Dan world. is an option, <laughs> yeah, let's go with Dan. why would you name your kid Shema? All right? Shamil, Shema, Saul. Maybe it's the Laverne and Shirley song. This is where the Laverne and Shirley song came from. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't done that on the website in a while. David was the youngest. The three eldest follow Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, the Philistine came forward and took his stand, morning and evening. So you mean like nobody took him up on it? So every day this, this, this freak giant was challenging the Israelites? I got to say, it seems like the Israelites are winning right now because the Israelites are in control of the territory. So the Philistines have to attack the Israelites. So the Israelites are just like, I mean, they're there. They're prepared for battle, but they're like, we ain't going to start shit. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. And you're wearing them down emotionally, psychologically. You know you want to say it. You know these Jews are so cunning. Jesse said to his son David... Take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these ten loaves and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. Also take these ten cheeses to the commander of their thousand. See how your brothers fare and bring some tokens from them. 
Okay. So, all right. So, the, the, the valley is the demilitarized zone, right? It's like nobody's crossing into the valley. Right. All right. And he's like, yo, David, why don't you go check it out over there, man? See what's going on. I don't know. Because you've what... been so involved so far, yeah. right? And like bring... you're running back and forth. It's like a punishment kind of for like running back and forth and like leaving the battle. Right. He's like, go out like into no man's land. See how your brothers fare and bring some token from them. Like, like bring proof that they're still alive? Like, what is this token? Like, they're sitting on a battlefield for like 40 fucking days, man. What do you, we got to give somebody? Eh, whatever. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, took the provisions, and went as Jesse had commanded him. He came to the encampment as the army was going forth to the battle line, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. David left the things in charge of the ke- I'm sorry. David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage, ran to the ranks, and went and greeted his brothers. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. so, so, so am I missing anything? Aragorn is given like his speech before they rush like, you know, the fucking tower and like like his brothers run up. They're like, hey, what's going it's on? It's like, like they're having the Death Star, like attack briefing. And yeah. Like he just interrupts. Bravehearts, like, for freedom. <laughs> no, no, doing? no, we'll wait, David. No, we'll wait. <laughs> As he talked with them, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. And David heard him. Oh, shit. So, uh. He was like, what's that? What's that guy say? You've been letting this guy talk shit for 40 days? We're not going to do something about this? It's funny because so far, what's David has been presented as like a nothing. You know what I mean? But, he, if, but if you say like, what are you, chicken? Like all of a sudden, he's like, what? I ain't no chicken. Yeah, yeah he's a kino, right? A king in name only at this point. Like he hasn't really. I know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All the Israelites, when they saw the Yo, man. What? I'm sorry. Do you know it's very possible yeah. that Donald Trump yeah. can go to jail? Yeah. Like, it's very possible. Yeah. They've got him on tape basically saying, yo, I'm committing a crime here, all right? So don't let this get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Kid Rock's like, I won't sing about this in my next concert. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yo, it really is. And you know what pisses me off about all of it? People keep talking about the witch hunt. Joe Biden's locking up his political fight. Like, this is a banana republic. This is third world shit. Yeah. This is his mouth. Just running his own mouth constantly. And all the best people he's chosen over the years have all turned on him. Yeah. Because even they were like, yo, this is too fucked up. We ain't doing this shit. Yeah. But, we're, we're, but 73 million people will claim this is just like a stolen election. Whatevs, man. Imagine he gets elected. I mean, I don't have to imagine he's been elected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I he got elected again after all this. I mean, listen, after he got elected the first time, I thought like anything can happen. All bets are off. Like we sure. can elect the president now with like an elbow growing out of his ear. You know what I mean? Like nothing matters anymore. Reality like ceased to exist. Oh, so we can we can elect people with like physical disabilities. Wow. How backwards of us. How far we've gone backwards, man. That's the spin you want to put on it, Scott. <laughs> it's a very interesting dynamic, Scott. You really should start listening to back uh. episodes. <laughs> All the Israelites, when they saw the man, fled from him and were very much afraid. 
the Israelites we said. We used to have a word for that that we could say. Go ahead. <laughs> I smell. I smell. Go ahead. The Israelites said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. The king will greatly enrich the man who kills him and will give him his daughter and make his family free in Israel. All right. I'm sorry. I don't like where this is going. All right. Because this is like the birth of the Jewish stereotype. How, how, how so? Surely the man who comes to defy Israel, the king will greatly enrich the man who kills him. And, will and give him that's his- it. That's it. Will greatly enrich the man. Uh, so you throw a couple bucks at these people, they'll do anything. I mean, the stereotype. The stereotype. So the stereotype is that they're money grubbing. We're money grubbing. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not one of the convenient times to be associated with yes. those people? I mean, look, I'm Jewish, so <laughs> yeah. I could say these things. All right, so now... D- you, know what's interesting about d- being, <laughs> you know what's interesting about being Jewish? Like, Amy's a Catholic, but she, she doesn't say she's Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. She says, like, she's either, like, atheist, agnostic, lapsed Catholic, she'll say. Lapsed Catholic. Okay, interesting. Right? A Jew who's an atheist is still a Jew. Like, we would not say, like, we're a lapsed Jew. We, we're all still Jewish. But, like, people, like, in other religions will say, like, I'm an ex-evangelical um, or I'm, um, you know, an ex-whatever. Well, you know the— Church of Christ. Well, the reason for that is, like you said, and I, it was, that it's been brought to my attention that there is a— Genetic component to being Jewish, they you know like there's an ethnic component to it that I, I didn't. I did understand. make that argument, right? I don't uh, remember what it was. Uh, so, well, listen, ancestry DNA does also. Yeah, I mean, it comes back. You're, I can't say that word, Ashkenazi. Like that's a that's a that's a genetic Ashkenazi. trait. So, yeah, yeah. 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 So now this guy's like, anybody who kicks this guy's ass, the king will greatly enrich. Hell, who will even give the daughter, his daughter to you? Correct. David's standing right there. Correct. Did David go, dude, don't speak for me. I ain't enriching nobody. And shit, I don't even have a daughter yet. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Like, pipe down, peon. (laughs) David said to the men who stood by him, what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine (laughs) that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him in the same way. So shall it be done for the man who kills him. I love that uncircumcised is like the ultimate slur that they use against like their enemies. You know, it's like every war, like there's a slur for your enemies, you know, like wherever they're from. And, um... I would like to hear from the Philistine version. Like, like, I'd like to hear them say, who's going to kill these people who self-mutilate their kids and like cut their foreskins off? How big is Goliath's foreskin if they cut that shit off? So what we... You probably wrap yourself in that thing, right? What Keep yourself warm? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, you might. I'm just saying, man. And have you really thought of the smell, Scott? I don't uh, think you've thought of the right, smell. Right, right. Yeah, that's a... It's always sunny reference. Mm. Good, Scott. You're doing, you're doing a good job. His eld- oh, man, you jinxed it, man. Uh, I'm sorry. His eldest brother, Eliab, heard him talking to the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. He said, why have you come down? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? 
I know your presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down just to see the battle. David said, what have I done now? It was only a question. He turned away from him toward another and spoke in the same way, and the people answered him again as before. I see what's happening. Do you? I do. It's the, the Yahweh. Yahweh's like in him now. Like Yahweh's spirit is in him, like waiting to like. And now it's like starting to bubble up and like boil up. And like at the moment, like Yahweh will take all the fucking glory. Do you think these people are like, are like everybody that fought Rocky? Like they're just punching at him, punching at him. And he's taking the punches to get mad. Like he's like, he's going to Hulk out in a minute. And- <laughs> <laughs> they know. Start insulting David. Start insulting David. Yeah. Like, how come they're not insulting his height and his good looks and his nice tan? That's what they should do. Oh, look at pretty boys showed up. Because I like the diss. Honor, like the- back then, honors like everything. Because everyone's all like wretched looking probably. Like, diets are terrible. Like, mm. you know what I mean? People were probably not attractive by modern standards. I like that. I like when he kind of dissed him. He was like, yo, what did you do with the few sheep that you were in charge of? <laughs> You left him in the wilderness. <sighs> when the words that David spoke were heard. I'm sorry, where are you? Uh, verse 31. Verse 31. Okay, thank you. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, you were not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you were just a boy. And he has been a warrior from his youth. All right, hold up. Yep. If uh, an Israelite defeats Goliath, uh, the entire Philistine army has to leave, correct? Be their servants. So Okay. Yeah. What happens if the Philistine defeats whoever? The Israelites got to be their servants. Is that what it is? Yeah. Was that like that what was, was said by yes. Goliath specifically? Yes. Okay. Just That's why sure. I was like, why would Israel take this deal? Yeah. It's goofy. It's stupid. All right, continue. Verse 34. But David said to Saul, dude, don't ever apologize for interrupting to ask like legit questions because there are people <laughs> listening that have the same questions, Russ, right. but they, they they don't have the ability to interrupt. Fair enough. Like, yo, a lot of times, let's talk about the corporate world. Like, I'll be on a conference call like of 20 people, and there'll be somebody will be like, yo, so the R76, it came up bad, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what the fuck is an R76, Right. So I will interrupt the meeting and go, excuse me for not knowing this, but what is an R76? And I know 50% of people on that call don't know what the fucking R76 is. I'm doing you a favor. People are always afraid. Like, yo, it's a sign of intelligence when you fucking ask questions. Yeah. Well, well, you haven't heard some of the questions I've asked. (laughs) You know what we should do? (laughs) In addition to our new host who's going to be a fact checker, we have a fourth host who's the fucking question asker. Just ask questions. Mm. Mm. Just asking questions. I don't want a whole ensemble cast, man. Yeah. Well, well maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? I'll ask this person what show he listens to so we can listen to it, all the episodes, and become just like that show. And then he can have that show and this new show that we will become. Hmm. Um, I think you did just ask him because I think he's going to tune in, man. Okay. He's going to hear this question. All right. 
Maybe we add, like, what you said about him in the feedback after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Verse 34. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down, and kill it. All right. Yeah, Samson, Samson Light over here. Your servant has killed both lions and bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. And this uncircumcised Philistine <laughs> shall be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. He's feeling himself for sure. Yeah, David fucking, he's like, who the fuck? Yeah. I don't give a fuck, yo. David said, the Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Yeah. So David is probably looking around like, you punks. All you punks are like standing here. Like, smack this dude, man. He's a big bully, man. You know about the big balloons? They get popped easy. 99 luff balloons. Yeah, go by. Want to pick it up? You want me to keep going, man? Go ahead. Verse 38. Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David strapped Saul's sword over the armor, and he tried in vain to walk, for he was not used to them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I am not used to them. I thought God was with him. Like, how come God's not helping him? Do you remember the movie Contact with Jodie Foster? Of course. And do you remember when they built the machine, and then she got on the machine, and it was shaking violently? Yes. And then when the chair that wasn't part of the original designs broke off from the machine, everything got smooth as silk. Because yes. that chair, the comfort things were not part of the design. Correct. You were just so, supposed to stand. Right. So he was just supposed to go into battle. This is Saul saying, hey, you better put this shit on. So Very nice. God Very did not nice. want this stuff on yes. him. So David removed them. Then he took his staff in his hands and chose five smooth stones from the wadi. I'm sorry, where are you? Verse 40. Got then he took his staff in his hand. <laughs> We're talking about... Again. Yeah, we don't know. Always with the staff in hand. And chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in his shepherd's bag, in the pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistines. Okay. All right, so he's got in one hand his, his staff, which I'm assuming is not a weapon of war. It's like a walking staff. He's got a pouch with some stones, and he's got a sling. He's, he, he's walking up like bought fucking Simpson. That's all he needs. Do you remember Road Warrior? There was that feral kid with the boomerang who would like throw the fucking boomerang and like kill people. Yeah. Do you remember that I one remember, guy tried to catch it and, and got his, his hands? Yeah, I, right. I distinctly remember that particular scene of the fingers getting cut well, off. Well, yeah, everybody. That made me like wince. Like, so there's like a bunch it. of scenes that you distinctly remember. So do you think when people like like we grew up in like like limited horror and stuff? Do you think people like that into the Saw movies like remember like? Specific scenes like uh, from Saw, yeah, 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 probably right. I think people that are into that like watch it over and over. Yeah, verse forty. Plus, like Saw is like one of those seminal movies. It's seminal. There's a reason why it must be good. Mm. I've seen Saw. I, I'm not and I don't watch not, those kinds of movies. I'm not into that type of movie either. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's good. It's what good. Was the, what was the guy's name? Puzzle piece or something? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your thought, your questions don't Jig, matter. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah, why would I say puzzle piece? <laughs> oh, they make puzzle pieces out of jigsaws. Yes. That's why they call jigsaw puzzles. There's a connection. Oh, all right. There you go. Ah. Ah. Yeah. 
Now you're 41. using your noodle. <laughs> the Philistine came on and drew near to oh. David with his shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. <laughs> I will make you my bitch. The Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Oh, And the shit. Philistine cursed David by his gods. Oh. This is like a whole like buildup, like UFC style, you know, yeah. like Conor McGregor when he used to talk shit about like whoever he was fighting and fucking hype it up. Like it's this, like, is what's like going the, on? It's like the televised weigh-in, you know. Like you think like both armies are like fucking stomping their like you know long swords oh, into the yeah. ground, you know, their shields, dum, 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 yeah, their dum, feet. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. The Philistine said to David, come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the field. But David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Oh, shit. And I will give the dead bodies of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. So here's the situation. When Goliath's speaking and you're looking at Goliath, you're like, this guy is going to fuck this other guy (laughs) up, right? (laughs) But then David starts speaking. Mm. And it's like, you're like, all right, like maybe like, you know, David has a shot. Like he's talking like some shit, you know. The second he stops speaking, though, and you're just looking at him, you're like, nah, Goliath. I think I would be looking at the, the interaction going like, I get it. David's stalling for time, hoping like some weird circumstance <laughs> right. happens. Wait, Yahweh, we, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm calling you out. I'm like, giving you props. Yeah, like so Something happens know, or Goliath ra- starts laughing. Ra- raining out your name. <laughs> like, yeah, so he's hoping something happens, man. Verse 48. When the Philistine drew nearer to meet David... David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. <laughs> David, <laughs> David, we need a fifth guy to make sound effects. Right. <laughs> David, <laughs> David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead. Oh, shit. That's and he good. fell face down on the oh, ground. Oh, shit. That was anticlimactic. This can't be the end of it. So That's the da- fight? So, oh, fuck. This so, is it. Like so verse David, 48 and 49. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, striking down the Philistine and killing him. So wait. So Goliath starts going towards David, right? He starts approaching him. Like yeah. he's going to like start hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. David scurries away to like a safe distance. And takes out his slingshot, no. takes aim. No, he, he he ran towards him. He obviously did it from a safe distance, but he ran towards him. It says it right on verse 48. When the Philistine drew near to meet David, right? He's approaching him right. now. Read the next sentence. David ran quickly toward the battle line 
to yeah. meet the Philistine. Oh, he so ran, he ran at him. To him. He ran at okay. him. But he didn't get quite next to him, obviously, yes. because a sling would be ineffective at close Excellent. range. Thank you for pointing that out. I missed that. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, striking down the Philistine and killing him. There was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine. (laughs) He grabbed his sword, drew it out of its sheath, and killed him. Metaphor. Then he cut off his head with it. Not a metaphor. (laughs) When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. The troops of Israel and Judah rose up with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as the Gath and the gates of Ekron, so that the wounded Philistines fell on the way from Shariam as far as Gath and Ekron. The Israelites came back from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their camp. David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to finish it out, man. When Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, who's the commander Abner? of the army, the commander of the uh, army, okay. yeah. of course. Right. Abner, whose son is this young man? Abner said, as your soul lives, O king, I do not know. The king said, inquire whose son this, the young man is. Right, because he, Saul does not know David's the king, still doesn't know. Inquire whose son the young man is. On David's return from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Hmm. End of chapter. That was awesome. That whole chapter was... It's a long long chapter. It's one of the longest chapters. I gotta say, I could see why Michelangelo would like, you know create a statue of David. Okay. So now we all know the statue of David. Yeah. His genitalia is a little on the small side. Right. Right. What do you think was... Big- that was actually like the style of the time. That was what was considered elegant at that time. Right. Because the the dark people had the big penises and that was, that was animal and unattractive. I read a whole thing about it. Oh, okay. I guess uh, you did your own research. Did my own on research. This. Yeah. yeah. It's, it would sound like an excuse for having a small penis, but whatever. <laughs> so uh, I'm just wondering the stone David used, were the stones in his pouch bigger than the stones in his sack? Oh, <laughs> shit. They had to be as heavy. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Forget the size of his genitalia. This dude had stones. Yeah, this guy had fucking he's impressive. stones. Yeah. He stepped up. And I'm so, you know what? I do you think Goliath, when he was dying, he was like, I never wanted to be this guy. I'm a, you know, I, I you know, I, I play chess and I, co- I, I code computer programs, man. They just make me out to be this warrior. I never wanted to fight. I thought you back down, man. I didn't want this. And now, oh, there goes my head. Yeah. It's like going through like the Soviet system at like a very early age. They identify what your aptitudes are mm. and then you get like funneled into that, you know? Uh, right. So like you have no choice and like that's all you're doing. Well, that's not a bad idea for the model of a society. Why not put people where they belong? Like moving to America and living amongst the people. Yeah. Like, 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 as and a, ingratiating yourself into their lives, like a Mandalorian, and going candidate. into their house and using their bathroom. <laughs> I mean, a Manchurian candidate, it's not a Mandalorian, Mandalorian candidate. Totally wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> this is uh, the way. Yeah. All, All right. right, David and Goliath, man. Let's move on. 
I, first really? Samuel 18. What are we up to, man? Maybe maybe this no, could be you're a whole done? episode. You're finished? No, you're maybe right? this could be a whole episode. It could be. I mean, how long is it, man? I mean, if we don't edit it out and like do the mailbag shit and like it's an episode. Eh, do you think they think David and Goliath deserves its own episode and one piece of feedback? You tell me, dude. I'm okay. We can keep going, but maybe you know we need we instead need, of getting we weird need like editing. a sixth person <laughs> <laughs> to give us constant critique and tell us what to be doing at each moment. Yeah, maybe I maybe, should reach out to that guy. Maybe and we, have him do that. Maybe we can advertise this episode as David and Goliath, and we have like a Goliath preamble to oh, the actual episode, shit. and a I don't a, know, maybe a Goliath meltdown. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things we could do here. So I, I don't know, man. Maybe David and Goliath stands alone, and we just have it filled up with the, the shit we had before the episode, before the, the Bible. The talk. possibilities, Scott. Hmm. The possibilities. All right, we could always end it, and if you want to keep going, we can do a Patreon content thing or something. I don't know. Nah. Nah. You know what? <laughs> Let all of our listeners and patrons go back to reading their Bibles and cleaning their guns and fucking their sisters and whatever else they fucking do in wherever the fuck bum fuck dickhole <laughs> fucking place they're from. And there's one more reason why we should not move on. We just came off this awesome high of this story. Mm-hmm. The name of the next chap- uh, chapter is Jonathan's Covenant with David. Yeah, fuck a covenant. I'm not ending this episode on a covenant. Sorry, man. Ending it on a fucking battle. All right. Fair enough. Fuck off, everyone. Feedback, everyone.